Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Denevsky, and welcome to episode one of Bright Time. Uh, this is our first full episode, and to make sure we started off on a good foot, I got what I think is maybe our best possible guest for this situation, my cousin David Chaitel. Uh, we had a great time doing this podcast. Obviously, Dave and I go way back, all the way to my birth, and as a result, we had tons of stories to discuss as we took a trip down memory lane. Uh, we hit a lot of current topics as well that I think you'll enjoy, even if you don't know Dave well. For example, we uh, talked about Dave's recent comedy stand-up gig in the East Village, which uh, was really great. Uh, we also talked about his valet parking business, which he built up from really nothing to now 20-plus years later being just a great, successful business. Um, we also hit a more controversial topic. Dave is a Trump supporter. And while this may be a turnoff for some of you, uh, I think it's really useful to hear what a smart guy like Dave uh, had to say about why he supports Trump. And, and while I would have never, ever voted for Trump then or now, it was interesting hearing why Dave supports the guy. We also discussed our joint interest in Stoicism, the ancient Greek and Roman philosophy, which we're both kind of... Uh, making our way through now. So we, we hit a lot of interesting topics. Overall, I think you're going to very much enjoy hearing from him. So without further ado, I give you Dave Scheitel. What does a man with a lot of interesting friends and some time in his hands do? He starts a podcast. Welcome to Bry Time, a sit down with a different person from Brian's inner circle. So get ready. It's Bry Time. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the show. Hey, Cousin Brian. So um, this is very exciting. We have been talking about this for a few months now. And even though I think I'm going to use you as the second as the second podcast that's going to be published, this is actually the first one we're recording. So that's a big deal, I think. And we're going to probably yeah. screw up things, but uh, we'll figure it out. Probably. Right? <laughs> um Usually it's me that's welcoming you. I'd like to welcome you to your podcast. Yeah, it's a little tougher in my own house Yes, <laughs> with my own mic. But okay. um, so the bottom line is I'm going to, as a structure, introduce people and usually ask them to tell a little bit about themselves and more importantly, tell them about how they first met me. Okay. But in your instance, as my cousin, it might be hard for you to tell when you first met me. But I don't if you, think I remember. I, if you can rack your brain at some point, I'd like you to tell everybody. Okay. But um, let's start from the beginning, Dave. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name's David Scheitel. I'm your first cousin. I'm your favorite cousin, probably. Uh, you're one of my favorite cousins. We know each other since birth. Our mothers are, were and are sisters, or are and were sisters. And uh, that makes us cousins. Uh, my first memory of you is being a small child in the Bronx, visiting you in your neighborhood and uh, sitting on your head and beating you up while I also beat your brothers up. That that it's was last little, week, wasn't it? That was, no, that was a <laughs> long, long time ago. That was back in the 70s. I believe Chico with a Man was the hot show on at the time. <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, you know, we, we didn't see each other often. We saw each other on holidays. And there were just many, many years where we would just see each other in the Catskills and we would visit each other. I'd come to you, you'd come to me, we'd have family dinners. We weren't particularly close. We always knew we were cousins and we were excited as kids to see each other. We loved coming down. Yeah, I speak that. for you when I say that. And uh, 
And then we went, you know, as we got older, I don't know, we weren't close for many years. We just always knew we were cousins and saw each other. But and, we, and we would get together occasionally yeah, in the college was, years. Absolutely. But, but it was deli, it, college. It was, it was over every few months. Absolutely. It wasn't a, it wasn't a solid regular thing it was uh all right he's my cousin and, let me call him and, and whose fault do you think that was nobody's fault it was I've, i'm a couple of years older than you i was running a, i started i started the business world while you were still playing around in school and uh so i got you know it took me a little longer to find direction in my life to find direction yes and uh <laughs> and then you know then eventually we had families and we were, got a little bit closer I had a kid. We hung out a little bit more, not too much. I'd come to your apartment once in a while. We get, we do our once in a while get together, and then, uh, and then, and then that fateful night, that fateful night came, the one where, uh, where we met at the bar, and there was a dartboard. And In fact, wasn't that the purpose of our going to the bar? I don't know if it was the purpose. Maybe let's go play some darts. I think I think it was that I said I wanted to start a dart team, and you said. You never played before, or you didn't play much, and I said neither did I. Okay. And we met at Demeter's. That's correct. That that was where we met, right? That's right. And we had a few drinks, and we had some laughs, and I think you started to think I was a little funnier than I actually was. And we played darts, and we liked it. And before we knew it, you had another reason to get out of the house and <laughs> start something up. So the, you you instantly, almost instantly, started a dart team. And, and by the way, I was thinking not that long ago when that when we started. I think it was more than fifteen years ago. Hannah might have been one or two. I had a, Hannah was born already. I had two kids, so maybe it was fifteen years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, we got Jay. We got Jay. We and got we got friends Alfie and Doug, Doug and and uh, Adam and Adam, the, the who superstar. was an amazing, amazing dart player. You, you tell, tell, like, tell the Adam Dart story. Just a little bit about Adam. He he could have gone over to England and played the circuit <laughs> and probably made a living. He was so good. That man. First in the league often. He was He's like got a, trophies. He was, he was surgical in his play. <laughs> and something happened. Was, he was a natural. He was we used a to natural. Call, we called him the natural, I think. It turns out he was not so much a natural as he was. <laughs> what's... What he was a flash in the pan. Well, that's that's not entirely fair because the guy was the best in the league for, what, three or four years? Yeah, he had a couple of good years. And then we all took turns, not all of us, but right. you certainly did. I mm-hmm. did at one point. Alfie would say he did, although I might dispute that, as being the you know the, the best guy in the team for a season. But Adam did it for three or four years until what happened? He didn't just lose it and become an, a, a, a regular <laughs> civilian. He didn't just lose it and become human. He actually went the other direction. He couldn't hit the side of a barn with a baseball. He was, it was he so was bad. He lost it. I don't know how. They should have taken his license away. It was so bad. He couldn't even hit the board some nights. I, I, remember, I remember watching him when he was great. He just threw the dart so smoothly. Yeah. And it's like, wow, Like this guy just looked different from the rest of us. And then when he was in his bad years... He, he just, it was a different person who showed up. He was the worst. Did you know what's great about it? It didn't bother him that much. Well, he was fine. What bothers Adam? Nothing. Just give him his, uh, <laughs> no, no. give him his, <laughs> just his friends and what have you. So, uh, so we, uh, we did win a championship, didn't we? That's we did. a story worth telling. To, 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 well, I mean, we have to have that on tape at just, some point. I mean, it, it's almost hard to to believe that it happened in Westchester County. We had made it to the finals on our first season. We made it to nationals, 
and uh, <laughs> we got the Peterson account, and that's an inside joke. And we're in this hundred-year-old mansion on Broadway and White Plains to finally win our trophy. We have our team. We are playing. We are winning. We're down to the final darts. Where Doug is, has a dart in his hand. We are one dart away from winning the whole thing. It's inevitable. And something happened. <laughs> I don't know. A glass broke. A comment was made. Something happened that caused... Do you really not remember? I Vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. A to-do. It was a to-do. Well... The, the, there was a fight. There was I mean, a there, fight. Was a, there was a, there was a verbal, verbal altercation on one of the guys who we were playing against. Okay, his dad, who yes. was also yes. he was scoring, I think. Yes, and just some other guy from a the dart. Were they suggesting play. he was cheating? No, no. They there was a dart match going on next to us because there were multiple matches depending upon what league you're in, and they were just. I think there was some, you know, there was something going on for the whole match. Maybe they were just happy, unhappy with the noise. Something okay, yeah, okay, okay, maybe whatever it was, it turned into a <laughs> physical brawl. Now, try to understand, the people we were playing against were firemen. The people they were fighting against were cops. <laughs> it was out of control. Tables, chairs flying. Us, the Jew, the only Jewish team in the entire league, we're hiding under a table. <laughs> and everything's flying. Bones are breaking. Cops are throwing each other over. Firemen are breaking each other's legs. It was a scene out of a movie. All of a sudden, the uniformed cops come in. They shut the place down. We're standing in the corner. We don't know. <laughs> just We just wanted to get our trophy <laughs> and get out of there. Just throw them in dark. <laughs> just get out. They just chased everyone out. We're lucky we got out. We could have been arrested. Yeah. Do you remember the, the epilogue, the, the, the follow-up a week later with the Dart League? Or would you like me to share that? Yeah, please do. Yeah, so... so I was the one, as it turned out, who called 911. Oh. I just, you know, the fight was going. Is your name Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> so I called 911. Listen, I'm not, I'm no hero for that. I'm a hero for other reasons, obviously. But I called 911. So we're the one who reported it. The cops come in. There must be 30, 45, 50 cops. They break it up, you know, you're, just as you, you mentioned. And then a week later, the league is kind of sorting through what to do with this brawl because you can't have brawls in dart leagues. And, uh, we get notified that we've been suspended because of our participation in the fight. You remember that? I do remember that. So um, the bottom line is, we uh, it starts. It was we they they reinstated us when someone vouched for the fact that we were the only good guys there. We were not liked. I feel there was anti-Semitism throughout the league. Did you and feel that? Also, is that a they, joke or is that real? A little bit of a joke, and also they didn't like you. You, for <laughs> some reason, graded on a lot of them. Well, the tis tis theory. Yeah, I mean, you were you were uh, uh, you had a little obnoxious tendency when playing. A few drinks and a little bit uh, I was, abrasive. I, I was a little competitive back then. A little competitive. And uh, the, the best one was... That's before the, uh, stoicism. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to stoicism, I mm. think, if we have some time. But um, yeah, the, I think it was the Tisk tis story. Do you remember that one? I just remember that, yeah, there was, you, you, well, you should tell us. Well, well it's, it's not my proudest moment, but the bottom line is we were playing some team. It had a girl on I the team. I remember Griffins in yeah. White Plains. Yep, it was a Griffins, which was a big dart bar at the time. And we, there was a girl or two on the other team. And... In those days, sexism was very rampant. It wasn't like it is now. Yes, back in the mid-2000s. <laughs> it was a whole different world back then. So we we, uh, we took pride in not losing the girls, and we would tease each other if it even got close. So I was playing a girl who was quite good, and she all she needed towards the end of our match was one bull to win it, and she would have won. And, and um, she gets up there. She throws a dart. It looks like it's perfect. She just misses the bull. You know, by the smallest of margins. And I 
I had been drinking because sometimes we drank on those those sometimes. days. And I turned to whoever was next to me on our team, and I thought quietly, said, "Tis tisk," and apparently it wasn't quite. But she heard me, and she said, "Tis tisk," and she, you know, she yeah. did one of these hold me back for her team. Yes. They wanted to beat me up, and um, I kind of just stood there laughing. So yeah, it was it was a, I wasn't the greatest guy back then. No. But the but the other guys. There were a lot of bad guys Alfie, in the league. Alfie was uh, uh, your friend. Alfie had a temper. He he was the worst. Yeah, he, he was. He could have gotten us he, into he fights. Will, we didn't go out. We were parents. We were family men, a businessman. We had no intention. We just wanted, no, we, we, we we liked having the love of the other team. Yeah. But Alfie would play some other guy on the other team, and if he would lose, he would get Terrible very angry. And he, would, and he would say the worst things. Like he would say, "I don't. These guys suck. How do I lose to them?" Right. Like you don't. And they're saying it to the guy right there, and it was. They start to hate us, and we would have to buy them shots to bring them back into the fold. But what is that flashing light? That's the um. That's that. That's that. That's that yeah. might be worth having a guy coming in and looking at. <laughs> so, so we're we're doing this the podcast studio. Yes. I, I use the term studio. Yeah, brother, this <laughs> this is giving me a seizure. Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're in my basement, my office, and the uh, overhead uh, lights, the kind of fluorescent lights, yeah. are blinking almost like. If you're like being interrogated, well, I feel like in I'm being waterboarded right now. <laughs> yeah, I will, listen, I will waterboard. <laughs> I will waterboard. You. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. But so yeah, dart, darts was darts was. I could talk about darts for a whole hour. We had a lot well, of good. I times. mean, it was the I don't know the word, word is it the catalyst for us becoming close close friends. We it really brought us together, and then and that was it. Once that happened, we ne- we never went back. That's right. You and I became. I you brought me into your inner sanctum. I I, I think you just became funnier in those later years. Whether I, I became funny or we just, we were at a point in our lives together where we, we meshed well. I think that's true. You know? I, I do. I mean, I know you forever and this is like the second time I'm at your house. So that's, <laughs> that's again, another day. Well, you know, we, our house is kind of a sanctuary for us. Yes. And we like to keep our friends kind of over there. Yes. Like yes. people like you. Yes. And, uh, you know, this is. I'm good for one holiday every 10 years and a shiver call. <laughs> that's it. And I'm fine with that. No, I'm fine with it. That. Seems to work. It, seems it to works work. for me. So, uh, so yeah. So darts was the best, and um, yeah. and you're right. Darts is what brought us together. Because, you know, you go from seeing, we saw each other once every X number of months to a set Tuesday for ten years. We've been hanging out. I, I mean, rain or shine, we haven't missed many. Well, for the I, last ten I, years, I, Tuesday, I won't every Tuesday. let us. I won't let us, right. including tonight, while it's yeah, we're gonna go sleeting and hailing and Absolutely. yeah, yeah, so we're getting. Every time there's a drop of snow on the ground, we joke about that. And everything, the supermarkets fill up, <laughs> everything shuts down. It's coming to the planet's coming to an end. It's well, it's it's beyond that. You know, two weeks ago, yeah. I, I, did we talk about it with your school district? But our school district shut the school, no, no school for a day, but it was cold out. It was, really? You don't know that two weeks ago? I, oh yes, I remember that. It was cold. It was. It was cold. My school looked closed for wind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't want to sound like we're getting old in, it in was our day. Totally cold, it, but no, it was cold. It was sub-zero weather. And Have you ever heard in your fifty-something years before that them closing any school being closed because it was cold in New York State? No, it was crazy. No, and we had snows growing up. Oh my we god, had the cars were snow. buried. I just remember not being. I remember up to my waist, and my mother said, "Get to school." That's right. and, and, and by the way, I still don't believe in climate change. That's the no. problem. And yes, we did have. Do you believe in bad weather though? Well, it happens, right? Yeah. But not climate change. No, no, not. Change. How about that Green New Deal? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to vote for it. I think it should be called the Brown New Deal because it's full of shit. Oh, oh my God! That did you make that up? Yes. Did you? Yes. That's pretty good. I thought Rush might have Rush Limbaugh might have said that. It is it ridiculous. Me. We will get the politics because okay, the, the, one of the purposes of this podcast is to bring out something unique 
in each of my guests. And as far as I know, you're my only friend who's not afraid to say you're a Trump supporter. Well, I actually am afraid to say that because I want people to like me. <laughs> and if anyone listens to this podcast that's not a Trump supporter, they'll no longer like no, me. I, I disagree. I think when we're done with this podcast, if we hit Trump, yeah, it depends they're, they're, they're going to understand okay. that you know that reasonable people could like the guy. Right. It's as hard as I don't have to like everything about him. No. Because I can pick and choose what I want. You can. Does anybody? Did everyone like everything about Obama? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe Alfie. Alfie did. He loves Obama. But... But it's really, you know, and that's kind of, that's in a vacuum in a way, right? You can, it's not a matter of who you like or don't like or you like everything about a person. In a presidential race, you have to pick somebody, right? You have to make a choice among two people who are typically flawed. And you got to decide who you like better. And in in the 2016 race, you had Hillary and Can I I bring up a topic? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Brian Denevsky and I were sitting in a bar. Do you think they might have thought it was a different Brian? No. Okay. And they would... We were talking about the race, and <laughs> and I, you know, I was rooting for Donald Trump to be the next president over Hillary Clinton because I just I couldn't. She was just too much for me to swallow. And you had said, and I quote, "I want you to repeat after me, Madam President." <laughs> and I and I believe me, you don't think you. I mean, I had hope. Did I, I had hope. Did I really say that? I, as God is my witness. Was that, I, I know, and you've been attacking. You've been, you've been you've pointing actually out. Actually, said that. Well, I didn't make that up. But I was, and I really believed you, and I was hoping that you would be wrong. Yeah. But I value your opinion, and and I'm I'm glad it was one of the rare instances where you were wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was definitive. I know in the primary when you were saying Trump could win or whatever. Right. I said there is no chance, zero no percent bet the house. Right. And, and you continued that I, well into I, the. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't. Wasn't humbled by my mistake about that. And no, we didn't even bother with that. We okay. didn't. Even, I didn't even give you any grief about that either. It was, but it was the night. It was the night. Well, I do know. Election night. I do. We were out on our Tuesday night. Obviously, we were out on Tuesday night. And and the, the returns were coming in at nine ten o'clock. And yes. like Pence, you were watching avidly. And Pennsylvania's coming for Trump. And something else is coming for Trump. And I'm like, Dave, stop getting excited. Anyway, a couple of things were, were going Hillary's way, and I, I was watching the TV with one eye and I was watching this Latina hostess with the other eye and you could just see her emotional roller coaster. She was excited for a moment, then all of a sudden her hands were in her face and I was just like, I'm just watching her and then when Florida went the way of Trump, you could just see she sunk and then I, there was still hope but my God, it was about 3.30 in the morning and I'm sitting You stayed up for oh, it? You, my mother stayed up. My 85-year-old mother was in Florida and she called me and we, it was an oh my god moment. Was she pro-Trump too? Uh-huh. Okay. It was an oh my god. So was your yeah. mother. Let her rest in peace, that dear woman. Hey, don't bring up my mom. Uh, it was about 3, 3.30 in the morning, and my my daughter, unbeknownst to me, she was up. Which one? Jennifer. And she walks down, and I see the symbol, the 45th president with his face. <laughs> I mean, it would look ridiculous. And it was hard to it was it, hard to digest it, his face yes, with it, the— It seems like you're on Saturday Night Live. Right, exactly. They're doing this and, shit. And, like, uh, and, every, and every newscaster that was saying it was, it was teary-eyed, but not in a good way. And it, <laughs> and it was like, it looks like Donald J. Trump is the 45th president of the United States. And my mouth, I had to lift it up with two hands to get it back up to my face. And my sister, my daughter came down, and then my mother called— and it this was, and I got in a, the and I, at three, and I got a text from my friend Greg, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, this, is, this I mean, really this happened. People take this seriously. All right, well, well, we're on Trump, so we we have to we have to give you an opportunity to explain, because we've had a lot of conversations about this, yeah. and you are certainly not somebody who views Trump as some messiah who's you know infallible and a great guy, or you you, you support him, but you know you have issues with him too. So let's let's start this way. Here's the question. 
What got you into? Why did you pick Trump in the first well, place? When did you first decide I will, Trump was your guy? I, I, I will say what I decide, but I want to say the one issue I do have with him is that I only wished he had a twin brother that could serve alongside him as vice president. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Right. So, what so made when, me when, like when, him? Well, when did you first? When did you okay. first say? Was it after he won the primary? Was it during the primary? Was it, was, it was. It was when it when he was, when it was winding down. I have to be honest with you. I was kind of a Jeb Bush fan in the early days. And, Jeb with the uh, exclamation point. Right, and I I I liked his grit. I liked his. You know I mean, I probably liked what other people didn't like. I liked his style. It was almost like fu. Um, you know, he I liked he had very pro American in his talking. There's things he said that made me think, well, I mean, he's not doing it for the money. I mean, it's not gonna make him more money. If anything, it's doing what I thought it would do, it's hurting him economically. Well, but he's but, gonna leave office worse for it. Yeah, but but I it, it was pretty clear, at least to me at the time, that he was doing it just he, he likes the limelight. So he wasn't doing it for the money, you're right. But at the same time he was doing it for he had an ulterior motive. It wasn't to be president. It was to, to enjoy the limelight. Maybe, so, so maybe that, because also, right, that may be. Yeah. But I also think that once he found out he was president, I mean, he had that, oh, my God, what did I do? Well, I love that. <laughs> that, that was the, the best. That was, I didn't stay up for that for the, to see who won. But when I woke, at some point, Elise, in the middle of the night when I was up, um, said, you know, Donald, Donald Trump won the presidency. And I said, really? And I went back to sleep. But I saw the video where the, the first interview he did with his family behind him. Yes. And he's kind of sitting there like, Slumped like, down. What do I do now? Like, I just don't believe this is happening. He's the president. And he had, he had by no the way, idea. things change the minute you win. You go from whatever security team you have to you're now the, yeah, you know. Grab the 747. Right. So you started to like him towards the end of the primary season. Yes. And, and you liked his kind of like pro-American attitude. Yes, but also I had such a disdain for her. I, I really, I, she just was... Just she just wanted to be president. She just wanted to be president. She, just, I don't know what else. But, to say. but most presidents want to just be president. That, but she didn't. I don't think she had any intention. I, I can't even explain. I just have a real dislike for Hillary Clinton. She, well, the Clintons have the, their ambition is right, right on their sleeves. Yeah, and you don't like that. Didn't like that. You know, Donald Trump has not hurt this country. I mean, in some ways, he has. He's division. He's sown division, but. All in all, and, I think we're better for him. I mean, we're more prosperous as a result of his moves. The well, court is leading the way I wanted well, to. Well, on the prosperous side, yeah. people would say that, you know, it's just a continuation of Obama's economy. Okay. Do you disagree well, with he, that? Well, I mean, it's two, he's two years into the presidency. Does he get any – does he get – fine, let's say it is Obama, which I disagree with. I feel like he made moves that affected the economy. I think the, I think the unemployment rate is down because of the things he's done. I mean, he's brought jobs back, hasn't he? I think so. Okay. I mean – I I mean, right. the, it's making the, it more business friendly to, to do things. The economy's roaring. The, the yeah. stock market's doing fine. Things are good right now. I mean, we're, I mean, he's, he's, and the, the court, again, leaning the yeah. way I wanted to. Well, right if you're now. conservative, you, I, which I am. No, no reasonable conservative could, could be unhappy no. with what he's done. But uh, what about the character issues? You just can gloss over that? The guy, the guy's done some piggy things. He's a buffoon. You had said it. You used that word. He's yeah. a buffoonish ways about him. I wish his mannerism was different. You think it's a matter of mannerism? I think to an extent, I think he'd be more palatable if he wasn't so abrasive. He he gets on their nerves. There's such obsession with him that uh, if there was, there could have been, he had a good State of the Union address. And I think if he would have started out with that demeanor, 
he might not have. And, and, and look, he's at fifty-two percent right now. He's doing pretty good. I I, I see Wait, him getting he, reelected. He, he, he just got fifty-two percent. CBS CBS did a poll. He's at fifty-two percent positive rating right now. Is that for right? the first for the first time in his presidency? That's a big yeah. jump up. The Huge. last I heard is forty-two. He had a big jump from the uh, State of the Union. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he's at fifty-two. I'm going to have to look that up. You could look it up I'll, all day. I'll, I will fact check that because that sounds like up. fake you, news to me. You could fact check it all day, my man. Another thing about it is you can jump topics all you want, but one of the things you and I are known <laughs> for is movie movie references. No, no, you're, you're more than anybody. We, we will watch a movie a hundred times and then we will just completely but beat it up. Isn't it the same four or five movies? Almost, let's, let's, go. let's go. Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Rockstar. Invi- Invincible. Invincible for sure. What Rock else? Rockstar. Wedding, cr- wedding crashes. Wedding crashes. We did. We did a little uh, dodgeball for a while early in the yeah. early days. But but it's gotten to uh, school ties. That's school ties. And I don't of course, and of course, uh, uh, how about them apples? <laughs> Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. But the funny thing is, it's gotten pretty bad recently. I've noticed that we are not talking in English anymore. We're talking in we like are. movie lines, and we don't <laughs> we don't talk normally. Right. If you make a comment like. Uh, I'll use you, you and I'll be like, I'll use you to get into Harvard. You did it You did just about, with Jay. We were talking about, uh, Jay was complaining that maybe the roads are too bad for us to go out right. tonight. And I said, and well, you- we're going, we don't need roads. And you know it. <laughs> my Which old is friend, almost Vince, famous, My old friend Vince Papali once told me. <laughs> you know, last night I was um, texting with Rich and Bobby Alter. Mm. You don't want to know why. There's a couple of handsome guys right there. <laughs> So uh, we just somehow, something while we were texting, something about The Godfather occurred to me. Yes. And we went on a 20-minute tangent about movie gotcha. lines. And stuff. So um, so listen, I we can we could ramble away, which is good. I like the rambling podcast. Yeah. That's the way I'm going to probably do it. But I think this would be good for like anyone with insomnia that really just needs to be knocked out because I'm using my radio voice right now. <laughs> That's right. This is and my radio, radio voice. You are using your radio to look too. I wish little, people could see this that. Is, I'm wearing. Tell them what I'm wearing. You're wearing what clearly looks to be a Christmas sweater. It's a Christmas sweater. It's a special. I, this is what you call, uh, my stepfather Paul calls this a cold special. <laughs> it was in the clearance rack down in Florida. Did it's you get a Christmas? It? Yes, he okay. sent it up to me. And this was a $40 sweater. Uh, marked down to $20, but he had a 30% coupon and a military discount, so they actually paid him a dollar to take it out of the store. So <laughs> this was a free sweater. By the way, he must have learned that from my mom. I mean, that's a... That's your, a I have a story about your mom. You want to hear a story about Please. your mom? Please. Your mother had purchased a coat in 1984, <laughs> and... 17 years later, she decided to return it and was able to return it. And she she probably made money on the deal. I think so. I think she went back and complained. (laughs) It it just didn't feel right anymore. The leather leather was so worn in. It just didn't feel right. (laughs) But I think that's the funniest thing. My mom was known for turning things. Hmm. So um, She was known for her grilled cheese. She, and her ex, iced tea, ex salad, and a ve- and also a very good sense of humor. Yeah, she could laugh. But she and laughed tell at your joke, jokes, and she could tell a joke. She was pretty good at that. Yeah, but you had it's funny. You had a different relationship with my mom because you're a funny guy, uh-huh. and you were you were her nephew. Yes. So you know when you're when it's your mom, like your mom has a sense of humor, but you don't think of her as telling jokes, right? No. But for, but you and her, it was you had a lot of yeah. laughs. Yeah. That's we good. We did. And I pissed her off a couple of times, too. Tell that story. I got two stories <laughs> with your mom. And I miss her very much. I could imagine you must miss her. She uh, She's not here? The one story she could be. Okay. The one story is where um, I had the deli in the Bronx and her son Eric worked for me. 
And I had a little machine that people would come in and play. It was kind of like a slot machine. It was technically not legal, but nobody... Was any part of it legal? No, technically it wasn't at any all legal <laughs> at all. But it was not really legal. It, it, it was a slot machine right. that you were using It was as illegal as cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I was making some money. People would come in. They Some money? I think more, more than selling sandwiches, right? Yes. Yeah, so I forgot I even owned a deli at some point. <laughs> I was concentrating on that machine. So, um, Eric, your brother Eric... God bless his soul. Would uh, did something happen, Eric? No, he's fine. He's okay. Um, Well, something happened to him, but he's still alive. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, He was working the counter for me, and I was out one day, and apparently the the law enforcement came in and uh, and uh, they they arrested arrested him. (laughs) They took him in. They took him in on a desk ticket, very minor. And they took the machine. They chopped it up, the whole thing. And I got back, and what the hell? And we had it taken care of. My guy, but apparently your mother. It pissed her off. That she took the fall for That you. he took the fall. I wasn't there. I would have come back and taken the fall. I was out. Well, well, I think she might have said that when it went through the court process, at any point you could have stepped in and said, I'm the owner of the deli. I don't, I could have said that, but it was, it was just dealt with. It was, everything was resolved and taken care of on my end. That, that is true. She, she, she thought you should have stepped in and taken the rap, but, but, the rap. but. In fairness, I think we'll have to get Eric on the show. I got my guy. He took well, care of everything, legal, everything. Well, and and I believe order. Eric got a dismissal yes, correct. without any record. Correct. So correct. So from that perspective. Well, and then there were the other the other instance. <laughs> and that she had right to be mad. And the other instance, maybe not so much. Uh, <laughs> it was Jennifer's Sweet 16. And I had This decided, wasn't that long ago. It was a couple of years ago. And I had decided to not invite Jacob and Noah, uh, no. Lewis and Noah, to the uh, bar mitzvah. My, I, my, my brother, Adam's... What boys, a, tw- nine. Old, they were nine, nine or ten. ten. And so, so you invited Brooke and Jacob, who were more like twelve and thirteen. Yes, and also 15. Jay's daughter, who was around the same age. Oh. So, and that that irked your mom, and she gave Irk? it to me. Was that yeah, the word she you were gave using? it to me good. I don't think irked was. She gave it to me good. She gave me a real Bernard. So what did she call you? Tongue lashing. Oh yeah. And what did she say? She she lashed into me. What did, what did she say? She goes, I don't understand this. And she got a little got herself worked up. And at first, I was like, Joyce, you have to understand. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just let her speak. You told her she had yeah, to understand something. I just I want you to understand why. <laughs> and then anyway, but what made matters worse. My partner Tony decided to bring his ten-year-old son with him. I didn't invite him. He same, just brought same age as Lewis. Same and age, twice the size, but it right. doesn't matter. Oh, did you try the twice the size? I tried with my that, mom? but I just said he brought him. He wasn't invited. He brought him. Or your mother went over to that kid and said, "How old are you?" <laughs> and uh, anyway, boy. And then after the party, she gave it to me again. So you heard it for a while. I heard it. For, did it ever I'm go st- away? No, even to this day, I'm still I'm still haunted by it. She comes to me in my sleep. <laughs> oh God! All right. So listen, I'm gonna, I want to—I want to take us to a topic that I have on my list sure. of things to ask about, and that's world-class parking. And okay. I know that, but just saying those three words, everyone knows what I'm talking about. And I mean, anywhere in the world, but it's world-class. Anywhere in Lower Westchester. <laughs> but I'm gonna—I'll—I'll I'll give you a little intro on that. So, cousin Dave owns a valley parking business, and he has for what almost 20 years. 23 years. 23 years. And um, I think it's a big deal that, like, you've owned your own business for 23 years. And 27 years. Wait, didn't you say... If you tw- count, the, I had a deli before that. Okay, that's true. So you've owned a business, a particular business, for 23 years in a country where, you know, most businesses come and go in, you know, a much, single digits. Yeah. And I just think anybody would want to hear, like, if you want to start a business, what was it like? So tell me how you got into the business okay. and... 
you know, how you build it up is because yeah, I know you're going to be modest about it, but I will at some point tell everybody just how well this business is doing. But I won't say I, I was introduced things. to somebody, a man of means, through a friend. And he had purchased How old were you this, when this happened? I was 29. And it was the first, he had purchased the first valet parking franchise in the country. And the year was 1994. And he already had a successful business. Guy was in really good shape. And he, he couldn't handle this. He probably just wanted so he can say, let's go to that restaurant. I own the valet company. I, maybe he thought there was some prestige to it. And us. it wasn't his only business. He, he had no, a lot of... No, he had a financial thing. He had a big... He had a, I, met him, I met him on his very large boat in the Mamaronic Yacht Club when I met him. This guy of means. So we met. We had a couple of meetings. And he decided to bring me on. We had There were a couple of accounts. We had three accounts. What were you doing at this time that you could take that I kind of a flyer? I was managing a steakhouse in between my deli. I had a year where I, I was... That. Uh, yeah. And he said, why don't you come on as a working partner? We'll build this up. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll do well with this. I said, okay. So for a year and a half, I took the, I, I, I tripled the size of the business. I just had a knack. It was, a, I was able to pick up some accounts and we were building it. And up not really in New Jersey. You were, you were focused on Westchester. Okay. A couple of Jersey gigs. And uh, I don't know, we had some accidents and, and it started to spook him. And he approached me one day, said, look, I want to get out of this business. Why don't you pay me what I paid for it? And you can have it on your own. So I did. I bought him out and I paid him for over the next few years. I, I built up the business and, and I had a nice little run for a bunch of years. And then in about 2006, things started to really go south. The business took a real downward turn. Uh, the economy started to... And you've always said that your business... It's kind of like the canary in the coal mine for the economy. Yeah, so when, when the economy starts going down, you notice it first because people stop going to restaurants and they stop using valley parking. But more And the restaurants can't even pay their the bills. clients start, right, uh, if they, if they got to pay Con Ed or valley parking, who do you think they're going to pay first? They valley gotta, parking because of their relationship with you. Right. They'd rather work in the dark with no gas. <laughs> so I had some really rough years. 2010 came along and uh, one of my... Former employees slash friend came on board and helped me build up the business. This is Tony we're talking about. Tony. And we picked up a monster account. We picked up our first car dealership in 2010. And that was the beginning of a nice ride leading up to today. How many car dealerships do you have today? Right now we have nine. We do nine car dealerships. And in those, if you added those nine car dealerships together, how many employees do you have at those nine dealerships? About 60 full-time employees. Wow. And uh, among some other things, we do some private work. I have a condo building and a couple of this, a couple of restaurants. A couple you still, of still a, you have stuff. a few restaurants, right? Sure. Any restaurants, restaurants? Any any of our Rye Grill. our vast listeners would know? Rye Bar and Grill. Okay. Um. I, uh, what else? Uh, you do that. That they have a tough parking lot. So that yeah. I remember. Well, we do by day. We have Captain Lawrence Brewery. I do a Renaissance Westchester Hotel. I do Indian Harbor Yacht Club. I do and a, and a slew of private work. Oh, and a handful of uh, um, nursing homes. That seems to be a, a, a thing. That's going to be good for you in a few years. Yes. You might get a uh, Not a you. Rate. Me, not you. No, yeah, yeah. Because I'm 18 months older than you. <laughs> we're going to do, do the age we're gonna thing. We're going to do that. That's so chronological. I don't, don't want to go too much into the business. No. It's just that, that now here we are in 2019 and business is good and I'm having it's, – it's, things are going well. Do you have any advice for anybody who wanted to start their own business? So someone's starting out. Do it. Don't procrastinate. Start it because if you procrastinate, you'll have a reason not to start it. Uh, start it yesterday. Um, you know, try to do it with somebody because the support is all. I had the best 
part of my business was when I brought on a partner, I had someone to lean on and work with me and cared about it. When I was on my own, it was, uh, you know, that's just, it worked for me. Yeah. But start it. If you're thinking of starting a business, don't think too hard or you'll talk yourself out of it. That would apply to Eric then and his jungle gym. Absolutely. Eric is still thinking about uh, investing in uh, VHS tapes. <laughs> I, I said, just do it. Just do it. They may make a comeback. <laughs> He's get a partner. That or A-Tracks. But one of the two <laughs> is going to work out. <laughs> so, okay. So another topic I promised to hit when I when I thought about this podcast was you and your stand-up routine. Now, right before we started, you said you don't want to get into too much comedy. We'll do that for another podcast. I don't want to get into the comedy because I have feelings and I feel yeah, you're, like... You're a serious person. And I pay taxes. <laughs> That's right. But a few months ago, um, I had been encouraging you to do a stand-up routine and, and an open mic somewhere. And Lon, our other friend who's going to be at the next love podcast... Lon, love Lon. Gotta love By Lon. the way, for, uh, for those who don't know Lon... He'll be a real special treat. <laughs> <laughs> Lon actually went ahead and, like he always does, found an actual open mic in the he East did. Village he did. at Little Buddha Club or something, which is kind of funny. Because By the way, I just want to interrupt you. Yes. We all go to Woodlock every year, and, and, and we talk about who the funniest person is. And Brian has always said that Shay was the funniest person until I came along. And I, I, I appreciate that title. And we were sitting in a room with Lon one night. I think Lon hit a nerve with you, Brian, because... <laughs> When we talked about who was the funniest, it was me, and then it would be Jay. And then after Jay, you had just thought that I would be naturally third. you would be the third. But it turns out you were somewhere around eight, right between <laughs> Jonathan and Smallpox. <laughs> that's that's somewhere around where you are. You, but you, I disagree. You, you stumbled a little over that, but I like it. I disagree. It. I think that you're – there's me, Jay, Lon – Brian, Greg, Jack, and then you. But okay. you're there. So I'm ahead of small box. You're ahead of small box. Okay. Well, <laughs> Somewhere near Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so getting back to the, the uh, Little Buddha Club. But in a friend, his bird flu is funnier. <laughs> Go ahead. And Mad so, Cow. So, so Lon finds the Little Buddha Club. They have an open mic on a Monday or Tuesday night. Yes. And uh, we convince you to do it. It was a fun I, night. Yep, fun I, night. I begged you to like, you know, prepare. But, but, you know, you, you're kind of like... You like to just kind of go up cold. I, I just like to gaslight. <laughs> By the way, I you think that I'm going up cold, but I, I am preparing in my own way. I know, way. I know. And you had the jokes. But in a way... The tricks help. And I do have the video, and, you know, I've shared it with you. You know, you kind of just... I watched it uh, maybe once or a hundred times. Well, it's funny because it has 101 views. Yes, so and nobody go. else has seen it but me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going viral on my own. So uh, you, you went up and you did your five-minute routine. And I will say this because you will say it if I don't. You were the best of uh, of the bunch. There were there were a bunch of young kids up there doing just terrible stand up, and you went up and on your first time you told the crowd it was your first time, and they clapped for you and you you were better than all of them. They were horrible, yeah. so I had nowhere to go but up. But also, listen, you're my biggest fan. <laughs> you are my biggest fan. I for some reason I could hit a nerve with you. I know how to make you laugh. It doesn't matter who else thinks I'm funny. I make you oh, laugh. Listen, Lon, You're an audience Lon, of one. Lon was laughing. Jay was laughing. No, no, I had some. Matt I, was there. Thank yeah. goodness, as, as yes. fodder for Stone your materials. <laughs> so, uh, no, you, you, I, I believe you have a future in in stand up, but you, you know, you don't seem to want to do it. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's a lot more work, and I am running a business, Boy. and I have girls that I'm. I have a lot going on. It's yeah. to sit down there and. Well, I, if I had the sound effect of ambulance going, I mean, you got all the time in the world to do that. Could I say take You'd that, take the money that you were going to use for the sound effect machine, <laughs> and get an electrician in there because I'm seizuring, I'm stroking out right now. The lighting is causing me. 
Listen, this is about the pure audio. It's not about the visual, Dave. You're going to be... We should be in the dark. <laughs> we could do a dark one. So That was a fun night. I yeah. had a few drinks in me, and I was funny, and I tasted a little bit of that. I had, by the way, I was... You loved it, right? Loved it. It was great. Loved it. You were great. And I encourage... You. you know, so I think I'm going to link... I can do this. Because I always hear podcasters do... I'm going to link to that video. I'm going to put it on YouTube... I'll link it at the podcast on the website so people who hear this can go and listen. So then when I listen to this 30 times, I'll have another 30 hits on that. (laughs) Exactly. You're the best fan of the podcast. I am. Just because you're going to keep listening because you have nothing else to do. So so listen, I can can take us in a million different directions, but I should ask you, you do. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about you. Me? Yeah. Why? I want to talk about... I get a little. I get mushy once in a while. As I get older, oh, no. I find myself getting a little more sentimental. No, 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 don't. <laughs> you have become a very good friend of mine. When I needed it, top ten. When a top one. When I needed you, you didn't even realize you were there. I went through a very rough time with my, you know, my former wife, and you know, you just I, you were a good shoulder to, to I, lean on. I don't want to cut you off, but I, I heard you getting back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm also growing hair and losing weight. What are the odds? Um, I just remember the one thing, the best advice you ever gave me was, and I'm not going to make this about my, my relationship, just that um, my my I used to get a lot of texts, and it used to anger me, and I used to, with my angry thumbs, I used to, oh, no, I'm not going to let her get away with that, and I would text her back something. You were like, why are you responding? And I really, and you taught me, no response is actually better than responding. On, on a lot of levels. On a lot of levels. <laughs> lot of I barely, I rarely respond. Is that right? Yeah. You've gotten better in the last few So months? much better. I, I laugh now. I, I've turned everything into a joke, if I could. You should. I mean, it's a laugh or cry with Sarah, yes. unfortunately. But but that that's a good segue into stoicism. Hmm. So hmm. I'll introduce that. So Dave and I, together, because, I mean, I kind of discovered it through you listening did. to philosophy podcasts, but... Very quickly, because we go out every Tuesday, discuss it with Dave. We have been basically, I won't say practicing Stoicism, but we're, we're attentive to the tenets of Stoicism. So much so that we both get the daily Stoic, daily yes. email. Yes. And, you know, we share it with each other. And, you know, we're into Stoicism. So, I mean, do you want to describe what Stoicism is? Because most people probably don't know it. it, it if you know anything about Buddhism, it's kind of similar. It's basically uh, the way I like to describe Stoicism, the little bit I know. You're you're much more involved in it, but I like the idea is that if somebody, if you're on the road in your car and somebody cuts you off and gives you the finger and says, F you and oh, your mother, the old David would have caught up to him and maybe thrown a soda can at him or something. <laughs> but the new David with stoicism is going, wow, he must have had a rough day. That's right. Kind of feel bad if he must be having a rough day. Yeah. Whereas the old David might have not gotten in an encounter. I was never that kind of guy. You might have choked but, him, though. But I might have, I might have gone up to him and got myself aggravated at him. F you. No, no, not anymore. Those days are long gone. That's true. I just, there's very few things that rattle me. I could be rattled, but it's a lot less. Well, that's right. That's and right. I also, I spread stoicism. Uh, you know, even my, my violent partner you tell who looks like an MS-13 member. He's not. With a he, he got out? He's not. He wears a <laughs> tattoo on his neck and a hand. Just if you saw him, you'd walk on the other side of the street. He's a really great guy. And when I say to him, Tony, stoicism, and sometimes he'll see me get aggravated and he'll go, 
aren't you stoic? And I love that because he listens. <laughs> That's great. No, Tony's great. Tony's a great guy. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, uh, you know, I don't want to bore people because this is definitely boring for people who are not into philosophy. But Stoicism was founded in ancient Greece in the year 400 BC or thereabouts. And then the Romans basically got into it. And basically, in the old days, you know, philosophy was about how do, how do you want to live your life? By the way, you didn't want to, but you chose to anyway, didn't you? <laughs> Get into bore, bore, bore the ground? Yes. I, but they have to know what yes. stoicism is. Anyway, for those that are still awake, <laughs> Marcus Aurelius is the founder. <laughs> well, he wasn't the founder, but he was a Roman emperor. Right. And uh, the bottom line is, it was a philosophy that told you how to live your life. And... <laughs> I'll save stoicism for the yes. lawn thing. I want to ask you a question. Buddhism. I know you have notes there, but I want to ask you a question. You yeah. have a son. God bless him. This guy's kid brilliant. He will cure cancer one day. You know, he did. He just got voted in school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I want to hear this. Everybody wants to hear this. What else did he win now? What did he win today? Most likely to save the world. Okay. Your son is a brilliant kid. Brilliant young man. He is going to cure cancer one Brooke? day. Brooke is a doll, a very smart, I heard, very hardworking. Yeah. Very hardworking. She'll she, go just way, as far. Her, her grades are higher than Jacob's, just so you know. Okay. Well, you know, Jacob Jacob has a natural, and she's has the genius gene, and she's working hard. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm, the, I guess what I'm getting at is you have a son who may cure cancer one day, and then you have a friend named Jay Weinberg. <laughs> and I want to show you the disparity between the two. You have a son that will maybe cure cancer one day, and you have a friend who gets distracted by shiny things. <laughs> All right? Who should be wearing a helmet. So, wait, so you think Jay is, is I'm not that smart? I'm saying that you ha- talk about two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> you have a brilliant I, sorry, son. I literally go from talking to Jacob, get yes, in my car on a Tuesday yes, night, yes. and I meet another person yeah. who, who his, has the mental capacity of... Of someone who is distracted by shiny things. <laughs> we love Jay, though. We by the way, him. we do love Jay. He is a character. Well, he, he's next. He's next up. He, he is great. By the way, you'll, he was he's the, a treat. You'll have a real treat with him. You think so? Very much I so. I don't know how funny he is anymore, as you know from my conversation with you and Lon at Woodlock, because you're you're so up here on the mountain of comedy I, that you're, Jay, it's hard to by know By the way, you're elevating me to a level that... I, because it's you, because you think that. But most people, I'm a funny guy. But Jay is a character. Maybe a funny, naturally, he but he's a character. physically looks like a character, right? He does, like a like, cartoon character. With the red hair and, and yes. the, the muscles. Think of Ronald McDonald with really big arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, we think of that all the time yes. when we send him those photos of the mask guy and Danny Bonaducci. Tranny Bonaducci. <laughs> he's Jay. So, uh, By the way, what a great dynamic the three of us have. For years and years, we meet up on Tuesday night. We have a couple of drinks. We bullshit about the week. We're going to lose Jay, though. We're going to lose Jay in a few years. So uh, for the uh, for the audience of seven or yes. eight, yes. you know, that probably all know this, Jay's apparently moving to South Carolina in the next couple of years. And Dave and I are working through the grief. This is, uh, yeah. There's grief there, right? There's grief. Yeah, sure, there's grief. Now, what did you say we should do immediately in terms of trying We should to- put an ad on Craigslist to find a mildly retarded redhead <laughs> with good, a good muscular build. I think, you didn't mean to say retarded, you meant mentally no, I mean challenged. mentally challenged. By the way, yeah. is when did retarded become politically well, incorrect? Well, I think in the last few years, but I knew it for sure when 
2004, the Black Eyed Peas has the song Let's Get Retarded. Let's Get Retarded. Now. And now when you listen on the radio, it's Let's Get It Started in here. So, so you can't say midget. You can't say nope. retarded. Nope. I would never use the N-word. No. Um, what else? Uh, but anti-Semitism, no that, problem at no, all. The listen, Jews, the, the, Jews, the noses, the, <laughs> the, the money, the money, APAC. APAC. Yes, it's all terrible. You the Rothschilds. Yeah, the Rothschilds. Yeah. All right. So is there, I mean, we're, we're coming up to 51 minutes. I wanted to keep this to about an hour. We could hit another topic or... We can move on to the speed round. Uh, Dave's I'm ready. I'm ready for the speed round. Okay. I'm going to let you check your text because you're one of those millennials who got to be connected. I'm so, yeah. Your tweets. I need to be plugged in. MySpace. Somebody asked me if I was on Insta the other day. Instagram. Yeah, but I thought she sounded like she said incest. (laughs) So I said, no, I'm not on incest. (laughs) You're not Not anymore. (laughs) So, all right. We're going to, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Okay. Try to answer them quickly. Okay. Maybe a word, maybe a sentence or two. But, you know, these are these are just, you know, your thoughts, your your deep thoughts. Okay. Ready? Yes. What's your biggest concern in the world today? A lack of food. (laughs) For you personally. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, what what are you most optimistic about in terms of the near future? Eating. (laughs) I look forward to eating later. You do you do you're good at that. I mean I am. Um, what's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate. <laughs> so is it going to be all, all your answers going to be food related? No, we could do it again. Okay, no, start no, no, again. no, no, I'm not starting again. Okay, which of my friends, who are basically your friends now, but which of my friends do you find to be the most interesting? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, technically you are my, but if you couldn't pick yourself. You. Or if you couldn't pick me. Uh, interesting. Lon. Why? Uh, he's, when you, when he's not in the room, you're the smartest guy in the room. When he's in the room, you both are. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. I enjoy listening to him. He has things to say. I like his, I like what he has to say. He's a smart guy and yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, A handsome okay. devil too. <laughs> if you could write your own obituary... Or message on your own tombstone. Yeah. What would you write? Uh, that's a hard one. Um, I love my kids. I tried. <laughs> I what tried. can I say? I tried, I tried my best. I tried my best. I like that. I like that because that sums up a lot of stuff for you. Um, if you could send a message to your younger, 10 years old, 10 years ago self, yeah. what would you tell younger days? Stop eating. <laughs> but wait, I was going to write the answer just to prove it. I knew you were going to say that. Stop eating and invest in Apple. <laughs> Ten years ago, yeah, that would have yeah. been a good thing. Yeah. So, Dave, what what did what did we not cover? That would be good. I mean, we're going to do multiple. We have had episodes. some good travel times. I would. I wanted another topic for another day. Would yeah. be, man, you are a guy that's. There's nobody else in the world. If I said tomorrow I want to go to New Orleans, you're like you're already on the other line booking the trip. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? I mean, there's nobody else on the planet like that. I mean, you're just someone who will get up and go. But we should, I mean. You see, look, I just brought up a topic. And he's already excited. Like, where are we going? We got to go somewhere. When are we going? But we should go somewhere. Now, right now. We're leaving after this. I would go, I mean. But do you hear what I'm saying, folks? (laughs) I'm talking to the audience now. I just brought up something I liked about him. And he's already planning a trip. Just (laughs) I just triggered him. (laughs) I did get triggered. Yeah. So uh, That's a great thing. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Well, we uh, we got to live. Traveling, traveling the we, next talk. We had we, some fun times. We have to live. Do you remember that one story in New Orleans? Which one? The one where you were by the pool. Oh, I'm no. gonna, I, listen, I know this interview's me, and we're probably I running along. I want you to. No, we're not running along. Okay. So, um, <laughs> you don't need the coaster. Um, what happened? So, we're in New Orleans a couple of years ago. Our hotel has a pool, kind of in a center courtyard. So, it's kind of in, surrounded by balconies of our Bourbon Street Hotel. And we're all in the pool, and it's nice and hot and fun. And... Oh, it's for my birthday. So it's my 50th birthday yeah, um, celebration. And Dave tends to make fun of me a lot. And, you know, I take it because I, I, I like to laugh. But in this one instance, Dave comes out on our balcony. So he's not at the pool area, but he's overlooking it. He comes out. He yells down to us. There's lots of people around. There's 50, 50 people around the pool area. Yeah, well, none of which we know. And, just a, and I'm in the pool with a few of our buddies. And Dave's on this little tiny balcony, and I yell up something to the effect like, "Dave, don't jump up and down. You're gonna, the balcony's gonna collapse." I'm Brian fun was of his concerned way. that the structural integrity of the uh, of the balcony would be compromised right. by me standing yes. on it. And I did because he was up on a balcony. I did it loud enough that a lot of these fifty people could hear, and so I kind of made a little joke at his expense. So, Dave, what did you do next? I. Um, I used my deep baritone voice, which I'm capable of turning on when I need it. And I said, can I have your attention, everybody? And literally, um, literally every one of the 50 people. I said, hello, everybody, can I have your attention? I'm about three stories up, and everybody, 50 people looked at me. And I said, I'd like to wish my cousin Brian a happy 50th birthday. Could I he get point, a round of applause? And I pointed to, to cousin Brian. And Brian's waving like a pageant queen. And he's waving. Everybody's happy. Everybody's congrats. And I said, and I would also like to congratulate him for finally coming out of the closet. Cousin Brian is gay. And now remember where we are. We're in, uh, We're in New south. Orleans. We're in the South. Well, the clapping stopped. <laughs> People were swimming away like there was a shark and the Jaws music was going. People were, it was like there was a duty in the pool. Everyone was <laughs> fighting to get away from it. And it was just so funny. And it was hysterical. Everybody that we did know was hysterical. Everybody we didn't know was walking away, stopped clapping. And Brian's just kind of like, what just happened? <laughs> I thought it made it fun of him being fun. sad. Yeah, that that was great. That was fun. By the way, we have a hundred of those. We could we could do we could jump from you know, anecdote to yes. anecdote. So um, I think I think we're good. This was fun. Did you this have a good time? Good. I did have a good time. I'm sorry if I didn't bring the humor. Like, uh, well, I mean, I do tell people you're funny, and I don't think that's come across in the podcast. I mean, I'll listen to it again, and we'll see. I know that the maybe I can insert some jokes from comedians who are funny. I don't know. I know that what you're trying to achieve is like you had said in your intro is it, it's much better to have an audio than a dumb old picture. Yeah. Because this is this will go twenty years from now, my kids, anybody can listen well, to this. Well, do you think? Do you think? To, would you listen to this if it were your dad? Had a tape recording on it. Oh, I would cassette. pay. I would pay to listen to All it. All right, so so we're so we're on the right track. Absolutely. Okay. Um, how many other people will listen to it? I don't know. Well, say something good about your daughter, so when they hear it, they'll feel good. I, yeah. the, my, I have two daughters, Jennifer, twenty, and Hannah, sixteen, and I'm so proud of them, and I love them very much, and uh, and uh, I just love love being around them. What's your favorite thing about Jenny? Uh, her personality. She has a very she has a great sense of humor and she's got a good heart. I got I have two kids that are genuinely good. They have if nothing else, they and there is else, they're good. They have good hearts. They're kind. They are kind. Kind is important. Kind is is the bulk of it. Yeah. What what do you like about Hannah? 
Uh, not much. <laughs> no, Hannah's a sweetheart. She's got a heart. She loves people. She's, she's tall. Creative. She's tall. She's still growing. And, huh? Is I she... think she's good. I think she's just hit about almost just about five nine, and she's very. She's just. She's. She's. I don't know where she got it from. Yeah. Assuming she's mine, she's. You know, she's got a good. With Sarah, you never know. A twenty three and me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you got you got good kids. I got they're, good kids, and you have great kids. Yeah, you know we're, we're we're lucky. I mean, we are lucky. Yeah, I mean, maybe on wives. Ma- maritally, <laughs> I don't know if I hit the lotto there, but you know, she gave me two wonderful kids. I, I kind of did. So, boy, she handed them off to me. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> she gave them to me, and then said, "See ya." <laughs> but that's a podcast for another day. Yes, it is. All right, so I. I I mean, I'm just going to put my announcer voice on, like, and that concludes the first Bright Time podcast? This I mean, was fun. Should I do that? This was fun. Can we sure. do this, like, every week? It's Bright Time. It is Bright Time. Oh, Bright Time. Bright Time to Barry Manilow. Bright Time. You can't beat that. All right, well, we're going to sign off from Bright Time. Dave, you have the last word. Thank you for joining us.